After Buzzers, and welcome to the Genius After Shows for episodes 9 and 10, which means it's, it's the last time. It's so sad. It's, it, it's the end. I can't believe it. But we're ending with a bang, because we got a super great guest, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ah, guys, finale, it's here, it's time. And we're sad. The time is now. Uh, we are short on time, so I'm not even going to pontificate at the beginning about the greatness that we saw, even though it was great. Zach, lead us off. Where can people find you? How you doing? My name is Zach Silverman. You can find me all across social media at Zach with uh, CH Silverman 2 and at TheZachSilverman.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Alfano. Great to be back with Genius. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DinnerPartyCHGO and my celebrity dinner party at TheDinnerParty.tv. Hi everybody, I'm Louisa Sharamatian. You can find me on Instagram at Nobody Reads Anymore and on Twitter at Nobody Reads. I'm your host, Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. Elizabeth, we have a guest! We do! We're getting into it. Okay, live from London, young Albert Einstein himself, Johnny Flynn! Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Oh my gosh, so so our time is short today and then our time is particularly short with you, so we just might hop on into it. I want to know, and I'm sure my fellow co-hosts have lots of questions, but I want to know, the role of young Albert Einstein was such had such highs and such lows so I wondered if you really had to stretch your skill set to play the emotional range of a young Albert um yeah I guess uh I don't know I mean I've 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 had the benefit of um you know playing playing you know varied um sort of coterie of of characters on stage and uh and on screen before and I guess you know, I got to kind of. There's a lot of imagining going on with with who the young Einstein was in terms of. We, we don't. The, 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 his first marriage, which is the period that I that I played him in and covered, uh, is is kind of imagined in terms of the way we get to tell the story. We know more about the the second marriage because the, the the first marriage is in sort of obscurity in terms of history and stuff. So it was basically imagining a sort of fair representation of it and and for the most part I, I was very keen to 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 make sure Maleva was represented fairly and um, we sort of wrestled her story back from from obscurity and gave her some due credit and kind of I actually wanted to really lean on the kind of maybe nastier sides of of Albert's character or or at least um, uh, show some of the moments that where he behaved badly you know just to to not kind of just whitewash his his story in kind of positive uh sort of moments and um yeah so that was that was that was tough and and I got to go to some pretty dark places and 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 the best thing was just having a very trusting relationship with Sam uh Samantha Colley who who played Malaver and we just got on so well we were best friends but we really we really went there in terms of the preparation for the scenes and the way we talked about it, and we we wanted to kind of uh, be fair to these people, but also to uh, to not patronise the audience by 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 doing a sort of glossy version of it. We just wanted to be quite quite dark and visceral, and um, uh, yeah, so it was it was a stretch <laughs> definitely, and um, and really exciting at the same time, a huge acting challenge, and um, 
just yeah just a just an awesome uh thing to to go into yeah i gotta say there was uh a few moments where i just man i did not like Al young albert einstein yeah. you really went there and uh like you said showed a, a darker side of who he was and not just the, the grandfather as we all kind of know him mm-hmm. as um, yeah i had a question for you in terms of uh we had a lot of time jumping from uh i think the uh, the late 1800 uh Late 1900s to, uh, you know, like 1920s, I think, was the last time we saw you. How was it um, filming, uh, jumping from, you know, say, 1903, and then, you know, the next day maybe you had to jump to 1922? How how did you uh, keep up track with the times and, like, where you should be and your character, where Albert should be, and his mental state at that at, the, at those periods? Was it hard? Um, was it easy? I mean... <laughs> it, was a lot to, it was a lot to get my head around, because obviously we, we would shoot... Um, as is often the case on 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 film and TV, you shoot according to uh, Shot list, location yeah. rather than yeah. So you do everything that's in a certain um, uh, place rather than everything that's in a certain time. So um, I don't know. There'd be a day on the Charles Bridge in Prague where we're doing some stuff from 1914, and then early in the day we're doing some stuff from 1906 or yeah. something. You know, and uh, luckily. I mean the 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 way the way that was made kind of easy for me is we it, it meant a lot of time spent in makeup and they would they would you mm-hmm. know spend ages kind of putting prosthetic stuff on my on my face and giving me different colored hair and stuff so I'd have like an hour between scenes if that was going to be okay a changeover where I'd be thinking like okay I'm going back to 1905 now or I'm going back to 1914 and what am I doing with my voice and like what life experiences have I had by now and all that kind of stuff, um, and and uh, Davina Lamont, who was the makeup designer, was really Incredible. really on. she to be on top of that because she knew what what we were all looking like at different eras. And in the case of some characters like Michael McLehatton, he goes from <laughs> oh, he goes yeah. all the way through the series from yeah. like yeah, I don't know, forty mm-hmm. to eighty yeah. or something. Yeah. Johnny, um, I know you had no direct scene with Geoffrey Rush, but was it important to build a relationship with Jeffrey while filming this? Yeah, hugely. We um we spent as much time together as possible as soon as we were both cast. We uh um Ron Howard kindly kind of put us in touch with each other and mm-hmm. uh and he was very generous um Jeffrey well, and Ron um but Jeffrey reached out and and he kind of said, uh, "Let's let's do this together. Let's mm-hmm. uh, let's share our research and kind of make it a process because we have to kind of seamlessly bleed from one to the other." And um, uh, yeah, he was concerned for that to, to work out as as was I, but I felt like a, a real rookie. And he 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 brought up the fact that he'd shared a character with a younger actor in the movie Shine that he did that had meant a lot mm-hmm. to me when I was. Um, a, a teenager was one of the films that really made me want to be an actor, and um, uh, and he pointed out that you know in that case um, he doesn't really look like um, Noah who played who shares the character with him in in Shine. He did, they don't particularly look like each other, but they they work together in a way that meant that you could believe um, that one became the other. And um, so we just we uh, we would send each other silly emails back and forth. We developed quite um, a sweet friendship, and um, we we just shared a, a cache of information and and um, anecdotes that we read about Einstein or 
you know poignant moments of research that we found and and or like abstract stuff like oh this clip of um um harpo marx or bob dylan in a press conference or something that we thought was einsteinian or um just just the way we spoke to each other and then on set we would see each other film whenever we could because even though we weren't in scenes together we were we were in Prague together. We were on um, uh, on on shooting days together, so we would be in stages next to each other. And sometimes I could go over and watch him do a bit, and bear in mind some of the mannerisms that I could see him uh, using or leaning on, and 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 just kind of have that in mind. And he would do the same with me. I'd look up, and and Jeffrey would be there behind the monitor watching what I was doing. And it was really not. It was just a lovely. Um, uh, sense of support um, yeah. from him and 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 collaboration and and just ha- getting to hang out with him meant that we we felt like we were kind of making this thing together. That's really beautiful. Um, as you guys are doing your research and kind of exploring and discovering who Einstein is, I'm wondering what facts or, or tidbits about his life did you learn that you think are going to stick with you past production, past release? I guess. Well, I mean, every almost everything that I learned about him during the process of making the show was was new to me. I didn't know very much about him uh, as a, as a man. I had this very sort of two dimensional image of him, as as I think most people did um, uh, ma- making the show. Um, you know, Jeffrey, I know, felt the same way. It was just a kind of uh, a wonderful uh, honor to you know to get to learn that stuff and then and then to to sort of inhabit this this guy and 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 imagine some of the things because it wasn't it wasn't all it wasn't all there in in kind of direct anecdotes you know you had to kind of imagine what it was like to be coming up with this stuff in 1905 when he's working as a patent clerk and 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 being a very frustrated uh, young man not employed as a scientist but he's got these crazy outlandish ideas and he's having to to scribble notes behind the back of his employer um, when when he walks out the room or whatever, you know, things like that. Just that sense of obstacle that he faced as a young um, as a young man um, in a job that wasn't what he thought was his calling, but but um, it kind of meant that he he get he got to got to pursue his science almost like as a sort of rebellious hobby yeah and and uh and then eventually he was obviously recognized uh, but he was his idea you know that, that that's the thing that struck me and will will stay with me is that his ideas were too too outland too crazy for for the time in which he was having them and um the people were several years behind him in 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 kind of catching up with him and a and adapting to his way of thinking and the speed of his thoughts, and uh, you know, way into the into the forties and fifties, and 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 still now, people are kind of questioning um, his his ideas because they were so. Uh, or some of his theories are still being proved now. He was a theoretical physicist, which meant that he. Uh, he, he was doing it with with maths and equations, and not always able to go out into the field and kind of test test some of his theories. And and now that technology is um, catching up with the theories, he, he you know his stuff is still being proved. So um, he was just way ahead of his time, and and that's that's what that's what strikes me. And and it's like what what kind of a person 
is able to be that sort of strident in their ideas and you know how important it is for humanity to nurture these these kinds of individuals we need that now more than ever because um uh we're, we're being closed in by the way governments act and the way um we're being kind of um funneled into a sort of certain narrow-mindedness but uh yeah people like him um are, are, are what kind of give us these kind of leaps and bounds in terms of our our progression as a race, basically. Now, you mentioned yeah. Bob Dylan as kind of a, a thing that you were sharing back and forth and maybe it was a little bit of an inspiration for those gaps you mentioned in between Einstein and stuff that we don't know. Who else did you maybe use or, or what other inspirations did you use to build the character of Einstein? Well, um, I mean, Jeffrey and I both seized on the fact that he had a... He seemed, in the footage there uh, exists of him... Um, he he obviously has a sense of timing and comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, uh, I think, with, especially in in the marriage with Elsa, um, it, she was very good at kind of nurturing his public image, and he um, he relaxed into kind of playing playing into that role. He allowed her to kind of fluff his hair up and do the you know before he went on camera and stuff like that. I mean, it was just, I don't think it was like a. Um, it wasn't like a sort of uh, Instagram age kind of <laughs> thing, but it was like, um, you know, he 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 was he was aware of his celebrity and and um, uh, and if you see him in press conferences with journalists, there's a there's a there's a kind of knack that he has to to, to disarm people with laughter, and he always looks uh, in those big lineups when he's on stage with world leaders or um uh sort of eminent scientists or whatever he he looks very out of place he looks like a like a clown he looks like a kind <laughs> of like charlie chaplin-esque um you know buster keaton type kind of like a like a silent movie comedian i think and, that's um, actually what i see as running through you and jeffrey it's that sense of childlike play that i think you almost did both of you identically and it was that little fun thread that for me yeah. had you to flow perfectly well that that i'm i'm really thrilled that you that you that you got that that's i mean that's really um uh i'm i'm thank you that's really <laughs> <laughs> so um, that, but that that is something that we you know we talked about that a lot and we i mean i guess so i mean jeffrey went to he went to like clowning school in um uh, in in Paris, he went to um, the the Lecoq um, school, which is a a famous kind of um, uh, mime mime kind of clowning school. And I really wanted to um, I really wanted to go to that place actually when I left drama school. But we, I studied with some people who who had studied there, and um, so we had a similar sort of interest and reference point in that type of um, physical comedy and the type of uh, Stuff that I mean, I guess obviously Jeffrey, you know, played Peter Sellers in that in the film uh, about Peter Sellers, and um, that era of, of, of British comedy is is, uh, is an interest that we both share. And um, there was there's something about all those guys that Einstein um, uh, had in in him, and um, uh, yeah, just a, a a kind of a kind of comical, quizzical sort of sense of the world and. Um, I mean, there's no, it's, it's, 
it's it's quite telling that his best friend when he arrived in the in the states um, became Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin mm-hmm. met him off the boat and quickly became a fast friend. And there's all these pictures of uh, the two of them at movie premieres and stuff. And I mean, and I think that's quite uh, indicative of of the the type type of person he was in a sort of social environment at that at that era of his life. And um, that was something that we connected on and, and uh, Jeffrey and I both wanted to to kind of bring out because that's the that's the side of him that communicates to people that's what we see of him in the show and and um, you know it's harder to to portray the side of him that's working out these ideas than the side that's you know making people laugh and and um, communicating those ideas in quite sort of playful abstract ways and um, yeah so I think he was a very funny person and um, we we both kind of we both clutched onto that because we didn't know what the hell we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's funny, I wonder, without his sense of humor, if he would have been able to deliver his message as well to the public as a whole, if he didn't have that sort of comedic sense of timing. So maybe that's what helped him get his message across. Yeah, I think so. I think think he had... um, And he also... You mentioned that kind of childlike um, quality. He he knew that these were very dense ideas and he I really think it was his mission to to give uh, these these very uh, complicated ideas back to humanity as a he wanted to simplify everything that was his goal you know E equals MC squared is 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 a you know it's a few letters on a page and um, uh, it, 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 it amounts to kind of like uh, an endless amount of information but he his he just believed that everything could be summarized in these very succinct ways, and um, and that was what his his work uh, was all about. It was a gift to humanity. That's what he wanted to to give back to to humanity. And um, uh, so he it's like he did all the hard work, so we didn't have to. And, and then he could explain it in these quite sort of childish, you know, sort of parable esque. Um, thought experiments so that that was great in terms of the, the the show because you know when he's telling his friend you know if you're traveling at the speed of light on a train and a lightning bolt strikes here and a lightning bolt strikes there these are very sort of image-based sort of you know a, a child might be able to understand this stuff and um, uh, so that's that was his drive was to translate it into these kind of simple ways of seeing things well, so this is really hard for us because we could go on for a very long time. We've got a super short time today in studio, and then I know that you have a very early morning audition or meeting tomorrow. So uh, just one last quick question on the way out, maybe a shorter kind of question. So you get the call. You're going to work with Ron Howard. You're going to work with Jeffrey Rush, someone that you say you admire. You're going to play arguably the greatest scientist that there has ever been. And then on top of it, you are at the very first scripted series for a huge brand like Nat Geo, the morning before you go to set, the first day of set. Any nerves at breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it was absolutely, I don't know how to say this politely, I was, um, I was crapping myself. <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah, I understand it works. I, well, we, yeah. Luckily, I mean, the whole the whole thing felt um, uh, like like a dream. I I, I just felt I, I I I almost didn't send in the audition tapes for the job because I was like, wow, I, you know, I don't look like 
I don't look like Einstein for starters. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous <laughs> job. Ron Howard's directing it, Jeffrey Rush, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't look like Einstein. I look like the guy that was chasing Einstein. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then, you know, the, 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 the personality, the people that arose from uh, engaging with, with the job, you know, the, the, these very sweet characters kind of, you know, Jeffrey and Ron and Ken Biller, the showrunner, and, and, and all the execs at Nat Geo, they, uh, on paper, they're very uh, intimidating, um, you know, highly qualified, you know, people with, with tons of stuff under their belt and everything, but just, they were all really good people, they're all lovely people, and um, they, they were just very welcoming, and um, I think Ron um, knew that it would be quite intimidating for me, and he we, we started with a day of doing like one very small scene, uh, even though the schedule would eventually become incredibly intense for me, and I was doing like six or seven pages a day and having wow. to memorize you know huge chunks of, of of dialogue with 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 loads of crazy math stuff. Um, the first day was just um, playing playing the violin in a church. It was the scene from the towards the end of episode one where he's fallen in love with um, Marie who's, who's the daughter of a household where he goes to stay and um, uh, so there was like no there was no speaking it was just uh, standing in a church playing playing the violin and I, I play the violin and I think he it was almost like he picked that because it would it would build my confidence and just allow me to kind of stand there as the character and there was no pressure to, to, to really do very much it was just like a nice yeah. way of, of, of getting into it um, and uh, and then from day two it was like crazy intense, but but um, that was a nice way into it. And yeah, it was scary, but I had I didn't have time to look back. I was just uh, from from the get go. I was I was having to 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 really work hard. I had dialect classes and violin classes and physics lessons and all sorts. So it was it was it was packed, and and uh, I loved every minute. Wow. Exciting. Oh, we really enjoyed yeah. you. And yes. it was wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank today. you. Thank you. We wish we had more time. Thank you yeah. for joining us. Thank yeah. you, Johnny. Right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye, Bye, London. <laughs> Bye, London. Ah, that was amazing. Oh, my word. So, much so cute. Great final Johnny, question. Johnny, you are so cute. Yeah, that was wow. really good. Wow. Excellent. Love it. Uh, I know we're running short on time, and we have two hours of stuff to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So let's just Get into it. jump in. I want to just do, do it, it by person, because I feel like that's going to be the most concise Easy, way yeah. to do it. Uh, let's talk about fit, guys. It was emotional. Finally oh, leaving yes. Germany. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, that the Germany he had basically changed mm-hmm. his life mm-hmm. for didn't accept him in the yeah. end. Yeah. And the country or the people that he had sort of cast aside yeah. is the only place where he's welcome. And it was it was hard for Max too, his close friend. Yeah, yeah dealing with train. it all. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then we see how he dies. And that's mm. my question. Did he have a heart attack or did he just overdose on pills? Because we see pills dropping yeah. to the floor. I think what it was, was a heart attack. Yeah, I think attack. Attack. Okay. usually people are reaching for aspirin. Yeah. Okay. I, did, I thought that was maybe the message yeah. or image they were trying to portray. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, let's talk about, uh, you just said, I'm so glad. <laughs> His friend. Max, Max Max, Max, who also had uh, an interesting journey in the last leg here of just trying yeah. to be like, but our friends, he even goes into to like placating uh, uh, verbiage of like, oh, but there are Jews and then there are, there are yeah. like, the yeah, Jews. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, well, sir, okay, <laughs> but 
you also kind of see like the the hell that was people who were just like what what is happening how do we stop this and really the only thing he can do is take his friend to the train yeah so that was kind of crazy uh philip had just man oh he drank all the kool-aid yeah Yeah, he gets gets more and more evil as time goes on and And to see him his face yeah that's awesome the white hair and everything so now when he does have his moments of fury which just come more Mm. and more often that enraged white mm-hmm. face. It's pretty yeah. spooky. Yeah, I think uh, we get peak Philip when he says, uh, I am science in Germany now. And That's I was right. like, okay, this is what we've been trying to build to you this whole time, is he wanted to control science. Science in Germany, yeah. Or as he said, you know, purity. Yeah. 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 German purity. science. German yeah, it science. purged it of all the Jews yes. and yeah. whatnot. And, and then when they get to the book burning, book burning, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. They, this, to me, I thought was very um, interesting. They say, if you're a good German, you'll get rid of these books because you want to focus on German physics or Aryan physics and show your true character. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. start this implementation of if you're not with us, you're against That's us. And, and so we see your Max character. totally call that out later. He's oh, like, yeah. they didn't pick you because you're the best scientist. They picked you because you're political. Cause you're political. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I loved it to smack him down on science. Beautiful. Loved it. Beautiful. So yeah. we had a really kind of like, you know, Fitz passes away and, and Max kind of gets stuff together and Philip sort of gets his comeuppance a little bit. I mean, he gets to be part of the party, yeah, but no one party, respects him and he does not yeah. win the scientific and that race loses. to end yeah. that war. Yeah. So, Thank you know, God so, so we, end, yeah. we end our uh, our chapters of those. Let's go into the wives, uh, starting with oh. Maleva. Yes. Uh, Maleva passes. Mm-hmm. We don't really get a goodbye with Maleva. We no. kind of get a scene with Hans. We get some instead. We get some remembrance with Maleva, though, when she's talking to her son about, uh, what was it? Give um, your dad a chance. Faults or something. Yeah. Yes. Or, and you know. physics is what you have in common. So, yeah. So Hans was hesitating, mm-hmm. telling him that he'd been accepted to the University yeah. of Berkeley to go For teach there. What we really end up oh, seeing is sort of, in my opinion, a coming a full circle with Einstein oh himself God, and yeah. how he sees mm. Maleva. So when he is talking to Hans, and this just broke my heart, he slams Maleva. He says, well, your mother just didn't pursue her dreams. And that wasn't true. I mean, at least how we've seen it in this series. Right. He says, well, you know, your mother sort of gave up on physics and she didn't try her hardest and I don't want to see you. This is one of those moments selfish. where I know we've definitely I disagreed so, in the panel. Yeah. I actually agree with Einstein here. Okay, oh, do. I do. Because while Maleva was burdened with the children because Einstein would not help her with that mm-hmm. and so a lot of the, the reason why she quit it, Einstein should hold some of the responsibility but I also have seen plenty of mothers yeah. go on to not just raise children but also pursue careers but in that day yeah even, in that day they have to go to school to study science yeah. like, it's not so much that maybe she would have not made it very far mm-hmm. but she just stopped pursuing science but it's because in my opinion it's because Einstein wasn't there to hold her hand, and she sort of needed that. Like Marie Curie, her husband paved the way for her. Sure. So yeah. with with Einstein abandoning her because he did not pick up on her career at all, mm-hmm. I just feel like a woman alone with kids, you don't really have I that I think you're trying road. to say is she could have carved out some time to go to the library yeah. or bring some books home. Because she or, did go back to school, know? right? Yeah. And she failed twice, I think, and then she finally went, graduated. She went towards the end. I think she did get her degree, mm-hmm. but I think what Einstein wants to say or in the series that she she totally gave everything up for the children, for the family. So I'm kind of which was indicative of the times, I think. Yeah. Also, who was going to watch the kids if her parents yeah. already left too? Well, yeah. and I just I guess I sympathize with Einstein being like I, 
I couldn't hold anyone's hand. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not. He was not a capable not enough human yeah. to, to do the things that would to help Melina get to where she needed to be, and she didn't make the choices to do it herself. So, as complicated and as messy as the relationship was in this moment, I I understood. Didn't necessarily fully yeah. agree, but understood. Right. But I want to comment. This Joel. is what I did not like. So when she does die, and Hans comes over to Einstein's house, and Einstein says, "I'm sorry for your loss." Yes. Mm. What your loss? This is mother. But Hans you know, calls him is, out on that, and, and I'm then, glad he did because he did it for a long long time he held it in for all these years mm. but yeah. then Einstein comes around and says I never would have made it without her but but yeah. that was the second was scene the though that was, that was further of my life. that was that years down the, the line years down the line yeah. when he came back to visit Einstein when he was on the verge of death it only but takes so old, it takes yeah. time in old age to finally reflect oh, yeah. and a five year old girl reflect that needs help with long on, well <laughs> yeah but I feel like we came full circle as she said we have a similar moment where you know he's talking about his dad now he is his father mm-hmm. on his deathbed kind of saying the same yeah. thing to his son and I you know like there's, I thought it was be- yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah it was, it was amazing it, it was beautiful to see Einstein come around and be like yeah. you know it, I didn't realize until later that my dad was just scared for me and he wanted right. me to have a career in the same way that I think engineering had a future for you I love that we get to see him finally embrace his role yeah. as a father yeah. and step up to some of his faults but I say too little too late oh, and yeah. then giving Maleva yeah. like credit department you, you, you wrote well, right? a lot of letters we see yeah. you petitioning for a lot of things and his I'm sorry because I don't know her name the housekeeper so I actually uh, Helena? Um, her, her name was um, Helen Dukas mm-hmm. and she was um, Einstein's secretary Thank you. for 28 years mm-hmm. so she ended up being a family figure to him after yeah. Elsa died and well yeah Elsa she signed her she, and yeah. Again, she became the signatory for, right? her, yeah. for him and after when he died he left her all of his possessions and oh, some money and all of that oh. and she actually wrote two books about him which I'll end, Excellent. which I'll mention uh-huh. Yeah. He didn't leave she anything to say, the yeah, kids. I kept she, everything. She yeah. says yes, that. Yeah, I, I love that. Yes. And she said, "Helen, you are a blessing." But we see this woman mm-hmm. grow and mature with him and have opinionated mind and finally have finally a voice have a because voice. she's silent yeah. for a long yeah. time, which is so yeah. different from yeah. what he's coming from. I loved how he kept bad, uh, like badgering, badgering her, uh, yes. yeah. nagging yeah. her. I guess yeah. where he's like, Elsa would be would be giving me an opinion. I'm about to mess something up, and you're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, where's my pipe? This platonic kind of marriage with her at the end of his life. And he's always had him. those. He's had all those types of relationships because even mm-hmm. with Elsa, we didn't even really see too much. We saw maybe one or two love scenes, and then early outside, on. yeah, early on, and then outside that, it was always. But I think this, they had like a romantic love. You they know what did, I mean? like, yes. Yeah. Where, he had this kind of fiery passion with Maleva, and he has this kind of like. Heart to heart, like human romance yeah. relationship. Yeah, what was he reading? Elsa. The book Tussauds. So was it? he was reading Tolstoy. Tolstoy. And yeah. Yeah. Two, quotes, two quotes that I just have oh, to say. Uh, right now. Too, what is that I'm, book? I'm first so, off, okay, I would love I know to know that book. Tolstoy. Um, he was reading one of his quotes from War and Peace, and yes. this is okay. what connected with me, yes. which I thought okay. was beautiful. So one is the whole world is divided for me into two parts. Mm. One is she, and there is all happiness, hope, light. The other is where she is not. And there was rejection and darkness. Mm. How beautiful is that? Because to me, he was describing his life when Elsa was slowly dying. Dying. Now there will be darkness and all of that. So what was the other quote? So my quote for me is, love is life. Yes. Everything is love. I understand 
Only because I love. Yes. Everything is love. Everything exists only because I love. And that's so oh, true and indicative and of, of who his character is throughout the entire time. Because we even have this moment where we have, uh, we could skip forward to, I don't think you have her name, the Russian. Go for it, yeah. The Russian. Margarita. Margarita. Margarita who, it's the spy wife. It was a spy thing, wife yeah. thing, yeah. And, and he knows it. Secretly. I guess several years. Yeah, he didn't know. I, I think he okay. he we'll commented to her. Hold on, but yeah, okay. but he goes. Uh, you know, a few years have passed after Elsa has has, has died, and she's like, uh, "Come to bed with me." I think was the quote or something. Yeah, and he's like, "I can't, I can't." And she's like, "Well, you have not slept with other people." And he's like, "I have, but we had an understanding." And I I thought for a moment we were gonna have this this like finally this realization of him. Being like, uh, you know, all those times, all those things was bad. I never felt guilt. He said, I never felt guilty mm-hmm. until now. I feel like I'm betraying her. So, like, I thought he was going to be a man and be like, I'm going to hold true to the honor of my, my deceased wife. But then, you know, <laughs> later on, we see him in bed with her I again. I have a few but... opinions on Margarita. I think she started off as a spy and needed information, but fell in love with Einstein. Mm-hmm. So, towards the end, her combat folks said, you have to come back home because you're not giving us any material. So, she broke up with him, I want to say, in the nice way but that's what I think so I don't know if you think that Einstein actually so I I have a bunch of thoughts on this I think that her initial intent when she seduces him in the art studio yes she's definitely (laughs) there to get information and I think once the fellow scientist points it out to Einstein I think Um, Einstein conveniently files it in the back of his head as I was hopeful that this wasn't the case but I think he probably kind of knew but what I think is interesting about Einstein is that he seems to only honor and recognize the women in their death so all this time Mm -hmm. he's with Elsa he doesn't have any guilt about it Mm. now that she passes he feels a little bit late there baby so (laughs) Einstein can only focus on what's directly in front of his face and when Elsa is pleading with him don't yes. go stay read, to me. read this book oh, yeah. to me go. it's just for off. a minute and he's like I have to do my work now because this show's done a really good job of, of building a character of Einstein we understand that the the image they're projecting to us is Einstein can't handle this moment emotionally yeah. right. he doesn't want to confront those things yet so he goes and buries himself in his work that's what he does but when he sees Elsa is ill like there's just a full 180 shift of like stop everything. I'd rather read to you. I'd rather read to you. I think I you said loved that was this. amazing. Yeah. And just as we were talking to Johnny, for me this was a seamless um, string of how the two carried mm-hmm. this childlike yeah. humor. When Jeffrey Rush cries there. He cries mm. like a child. He squinches his face like I can't see it. You know, adults cry like they open their eyes, they connect with the other part. They but children go like this. Oh, that's it a good catch. So I didn't realize that. Well, he gets right. very childlike oh. every five minutes of the episode yes. towards the yeah. end. Yes, he does. He gets yeah, very he, sort of you know needy, vulnerable, yeah, he, and his body language, the house, mm, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely, and. Again, going full circle of just, you know, building from, like, kind of a, a whiny teenager who was like, I can do whatever I want. I'm yeah. going to be fine. You don't get me, Dad. To, Invincible. To, yeah, yeah. To, to world star icon, to just a, just a humbled man, right. you know, who uh, he has that fight with his friend who's the mathematician who's like, if you would just stop being so close-minded. Oh, my God, Niels he Bohr, became. Can, like, no, not Niels Bohr. Was that no? Niels Bohr? The, I thought it was Niels Bohr. Niels. Niels. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, Princeton. Princeton. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he became his uh, old professors. Everyone yes. that were like, this relativity, what is this? No, stop. And yeah, he became the same. He became everything he didn't want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Until again, the very end, and, yep. where right. his, you know, uh, Leo comes back in and is like, if he just removed that thing, anomaly, anomaly there, there you go. Yeah. He's like, 
had spent months doing this. <laughs> and it was a joy. You, mm-hmm. you get to see once again that stuff that used to drive him when he was yes. just right. talking to his professors. Like, I just have questions that need answering. Yes. But I think transitions is nice into Alice. Who the hell is this little girl? Real? Fake? What is happening? I, I love the character. We, she we was awesome. think it's a fictional character. I think it's fictional. But, but I think it also symbolized Einstein's youth. And I think what it shows Ooh, is yeah. because Einstein was so depressed during those few months, right? Mm. So she knocks on her door and says, Look, I need help with long, long division, division. And I have cookies. And I know you can't eat cookies, so let me in. So I think he smart really. Smart little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And smart. With the questions that she was asking, mm-hmm. it, I think, lit up Represented, fire yeah. It was him. him. He saw himself mm-hmm. in her. So we'll never really know, but uh, <laughs> executive producers, if you're out there, you can ask I'd love to know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the tip of the hat to female scientists moving oh, forward yeah. because I think they specifically chose a young girl. Now, a bunch of, a child, really, a bunch of things here. He's always interested in the opposite sex. I'm not saying there's anything sexual here, please. I'm no, not saying that yeah. at all. But he, all. he's always been a charmer. Mm-hmm. We see this even in the doctor's office when he has oh. an ulcerated aorta. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he says, nurse well, in the back. And there's that guy, ladies, just, I was like, oh, oh, stop it. I love <laughs> that scene. Can't so have sex, Einstein. <laughs> and he looks <laughs> over there on the back. <laughs> Like, there's nothing, nothing to live for now. Yeah. That was hilarious. Pleasures so, of the universe. I think it's natural that he would find a young girl and want to take her under his wing. But also, I think it's a nod to women scientists to come, that this young girl is going to grow up and be a I certainly wanted scientist. to hear her story yes. after, I, especially the way they end it with yeah. her asking, like, All oh, questions. I can ask questions? That's right. okay? Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I have a million of them. Let's and, go. And Where's said, the moon? It's, I know it's not cheese, but... He said, I'm not special. I'm just curious. And I ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Yes, I think he says the goal is to understand no matter what the use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just the and understand of the world around you. Yeah. Yes. Not um, just use it, but understand it. Absolutely. Once again, we see Einstein as a father figure to someone not his children. Mm. And Hans right. has a really difficult time with this. In David, this episode. understandably. Yeah. What? What's his name? David. Hans. Hans. No, no, no. What? He was a father figure to another young. Oh, father. yes. yes. Oh, oh. Boom. Boom. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, and so we see him at his father's birthday party. He's an engineer. He built him a model of the solar system, yeah, really cool. which is the cutest thing ever. Was, like, was can you so think sad. of? I can't think of a more like um, childlike, innocent kind of gift. Yeah. Like, here's the universe. This and, thing and that the you're able to describe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you turn it on. It's like my oh, universe, the light. Yeah, but it's also my engineering, and it's yes, also right. the way we see them connecting when he was a child. It's oh, always nice. through the toys and the gift yes. giving. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that the that was train. so poignant. Yeah. Yeah. And then to see how like angry I'm, not. Un, like he's justified. Hans is justified. Yeah, all he's like, emotions. we're leaving now. But it was so challenging to watch that, knowing where it's like, if either one of you could just stuff those egos a little a bit little down, down, Einstein, you could have stop had him. Yeah, seriously. Right. Well, he said ago. you like all of these people, but why can't you focus some energy towards your family, mm. which you've always found to be a burden? Yeah. Exactly, it's, it's hard. Why yeah, do you guys that. think that was? I mean, we we got this whole picture, or at least why do you think the I think show it started? Was I, that I think is? it started through Maleva. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I mean that that set it off. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe actually, you know what? I'm sorry. It wasn't. Yeah, it was probably it was it was from his parents. I mean, because we had his mother who didn't believe in Maleva, didn't want mm-hmm. him to be with Maleva. We had his father who didn't want him to be a, a, a scientist. Uh, I just, I, I so feel it started. that way. Yeah. Okay. I, I just think it's a much bigger job to be a father. It's one thing to mm. take on a student, come in my office, get out of my office. It's a much bigger job to be 24-7. That's what kids yeah. are. And he just wasn't up to that. No. I think it's a, a bit of I mean, a combination he never had a father of both figure. things. Well, I mean, his dad, again, like, I feel like his dad was around. He was just angry that his dad didn't give him 
the kind of support that he thought he needed. He no, his dad kept sending him to right? schools yeah, and stuff. Exactly. He's like, go to this school, do this, do that. Do? Go right. get yourself educated. Yeah. Please yeah. build something better than yeah. what I can give you. Mm-hmm. I can't teach you, and I, I see that you're smart. Why don't you just listen to your teachers so that you can have a good, solid career? I, I just think that Einstein didn't ever think somebody wouldn't be there for him. That's why Maleva just crushed him as an individual. Everyone was always like, okay. I see that you're upset. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? You need more money? <laughs> yeah. Let's work on that. You yeah. don't want to go to school? I'm angry, but okay. Go yes. ahead. What can I do? Like, everyone was consistently available to Einstein when they needed him, except for Maleva, who said, I am done with your BS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take and I think that's task. why he couldn't do it with his kids, mm-hmm. because your mom doesn't want me, and I don't know how to emotionally deal with the fact that I'm not wanted. So he ran to somebody who said, I will love you and take care of you. Oh, yeah, and at the end, he even said, Mileva was the blood in my veins, but I was was the thorn thorn on on her side. And it's sad how she did see like that, because I think at the end of the day, we did want them to work and thrive together as a couple, you know, so Mm like-minded. But like Zach said last time, would would Einstein achieve the goals if he was still married to Mileva. Mm-hmm. No, because he would have been no. staying at home, spending, like, you exactly. know, holidays with the kids and stuff instead of in the lab. Yeah, about, you know, being ready for marriage and all that I stuff. think a lot of time in TV shows, I'm like, oh, if people had only made slightly different decisions, things yeah. would have worked out here. But with these two and the way the show has presented them, I felt like they could never make it work because their personalities just weren't right. going to allow for it. I didn't feel like it was... Like occasionally, yeah. yes, there was selfishness. Occasionally, yes, there was you know pettiness, and they let they did let small things get in the way. But their bigger issues, I think, were so concrete mm-hmm. to the foundation of who they were that they yes. were never going to make it together. No, and yeah. that was so. It was great television. It was man, an it was awesome. It yeah. was an awesome little ode, uh, nod to it, though. At the end, I guess, kind of when he's walking with his with his friend uh, uh, Neil, ne- uh, the Princeton uh, yeah. professor, Neil. Neil. Um, yes. He's like, oh, I guess, you, you know, the last thing before you die will be time travel. Is that what you figure out? Oh, and he goes, I wish I could go back in time. There's things that I would change and things that I would revisit. And, I mean, we all have those thoughts. But if you do, you wouldn't be where you are today, mm-hmm. you know? Well, so that's I interesting. Agree. I so agree with you. At the very end, he says the goal is to understand life no mm-hmm. matter what the use. Do you see that as him reconciling the fact that he made a contribution to science that in the end was used as an atomic weapon? Reconciling he hated that, that. Yeah, or do you he think he was so that. hurt with that magazine? Yeah, Time magazine. Yes, I think so. Yeah, even yes. And then he created the Emergency Committee of mm-hmm. Atomic Scientists. Atomic Scientists. I, I feel like I hope, but I couldn't be sure. What I my overall takeaway of the end was like, yes, the atomic bomb was created, but we also got a unified world to say, look things are crazy out here no and we have to work together to make sure that we don't kill each other Yeah, because off. later on we had the UN formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was so ahead of his time and even Johnny <laughs> mentioned all the like different things and it just occurs to me how... I mean, his theories are being applied now, and just uh, we had moments where he talked about Palestine and mm-hmm. how, like, the what happened with them in the future. He was just so ahead of his time, always. It was astonishing. And we saw him take a political stand in this episode. Yes, really yes, taking a citizen. Yes, and an NBC special. Yeah. Like, like, he was on, you with, know, he's uh, on, like, primetime. Which is, yeah. like, the original <laughs> reading. Like, it was great. Like, he yeah. was like, let me tell you all about yourselves. Yeah. Gather your things, right. because this yes. is not cool. <laughs> um... Let's. I, I want to go around and do really quickly. Uh, first of all, favorite moments from this season. Oh gosh! And then um, I'll say favorite moment. You know, as best you can get. And then um, what you're hoping to see for next season. Okay. Okay. Because we we know now 
who our, ne- yes. our next genius is. Ooh, we do. We're moving we into do. our world, yes. away from science, which yes. is interesting. Yes. Uh, but as you mentioned before the show, same area, same time period. Right. I think we'll get any crossovers. Uh, another one guy. Some, uh, you know, uh, people coming back to the show just to see. You know, I was wondering that too. If Nat Geo I feel would like there the had same. been some cross yeah. paths, like an ensemble using the same character. Maybe sometimes same character, Netflix yeah. does that. Sometimes oh, you see, you know, they were in House Jessica of Jones and, now and then, well, yeah, no, like Jessica it. Jones into Daredevil. To see and all a genius this. Yeah. like world yeah. building, or where they build a universe oh, yes. out, where you see crossover. Yes, uh, I'm fast, cool. endlessly fascinated by that. I would love to see that Ron Howard. I'm curious about seeing that, but also. It's in the you right time period right now. In different time. Like, that's yes. what it's in the right time period. That's the only right now. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Outside that, I don't think it would work where, depending mm-hmm. on where they want to go. But so, it yeah. seems that they have the equation that they want. I'm talking about Nat yes, Geo now. Do, so yeah. it's got to be the right time yeah. period. So it's not. I was hoping for Leonardo da Vinci, but maybe that's going to be way too far for millennials to like stretch. To connect to, yeah. Because you still see, you know, examples of Albert Einstein mm-hmm. or Picasso in modern day advertising. Mm-hmm. So I think they wanted someone who was yeah. dead but current enough that you still know the name. I also think like recorded accurate accurate history history right. that we yes. can check and Not know for sure um, you know it's that geo they don't want to I don't think they don't want to go too far into mm-hmm. the fictionalized yeah. but yet they want so, the tumultuous life yes. so yeah. Picasso you've got women you've yeah. got travel you've mm-hmm. got the United States he comes to the United States much like Einstein did later in life and mm-hmm. uh, you've got some lots of alcohol and food you've got there. eccentric yes. life thoughts Absolutely too right. so there's definitely well, a lot yeah. Yeah. I mean shout out to Nat Geo with all, all their great shows yeah. absolutely the year sure. million looks great oh, I the want whole to check roster that out Earth Life with Jane Lynch coming out. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. July 9th. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And then yes. The Long Road Home features Michael Kelly from um, House of Cards. So right. I'm just excited. Yes, I saw that too. Yay, Nat Geo. Yay. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick it off with my favorite. Yeah, one. Please, there are a lot of really great. Ones. I don't have one, so sorry. I can't uh, say one. <laughs> my favorite one is um, when he and Maleva kiss in oh. the library oh. because oh. it is Such the a great most moment with the sound and the music. Sweet, little bit cheesy, but oh. also very authentic kind of first love. Um, I love intellectual love relationships um, and I feel like a lot of times those are shown secondary and uh-huh. this was the first thing that he fell in love with her and I was like yes please uh, more of these things and it was just shot so romantically it was. I, I love libraries it's yeah. dust and like through the window I was uh, like oh well this is just great I can relate to that too yeah. even loving libraries but I have to say the new fresh authentic love with Mileva and also mm. the love with Elsa I was always uh, pro Elsa you were pro Elsa for a right. companion yes. a life partner mm-hmm. And I mean, all the, uh, um, you know, science aside, him growing as a man and evolving as a human being. I just love the whole thing. Yeah. So I think my favorite moment, very similar to Joelle's, it's when they hide away for several days, perhaps even weeks, Mm -hmm. with Maleva before she throws the teapot. (laughs) Uh, And they're really loving each other and time is passing. And going through equations. Yes, yes, they're sharing (laughs) physics and they're sharing love. And she says, this is the first time I've ever really been able to feel this because of you. And he's just, life is at his fingertips. It's all a dance and a question and... It was wonderful, and he's sticking Beautiful. up for Maleva in the scientific community. Then to his to his friends and, and yeah, stuff. I remember, he yeah, she's it was really good. And I, yeah, that's a great. Jeez, and for me now, um, <laughs> this is tough. You guys mentioned a lot of those things. I were definitely uh, a few of my favorite moments. I, I must say, um, definitely any of the science moments. Anytime we got to go see. Um, when he like went into that zone and we got oh, to yeah. see examples yes, of it those absolutely. were always really good but I'm a sucker for romance so like 
Uh, I think when he proposed to her at the train station, oh, time slowed oh, down. And time yeah. slowed down. Yes. I mean, I'm, yes. I don't know why we're all stuck on Maleva moments. <laughs> I know. You know what? I think that says a lot about the show because too. everyone who's Nobody come in here has was. made very specifically noted Maleva was almost more important, it seems, yeah. to get her story right than Einstein's. Uh-huh. And, it, and now, um, having just spoken, uh, oh, goodness, uh, just like the idea that like he took a step back to give her space to Johnny, perform. Johnny, Johnny. Yes. for Sam. Yeah. Uh, to give her space to perform. And she nailed it. And we, we've we been talking a lot about the show. I think Sam getting awards keeps coming up over and over Come on, again. Sam. He did not want to, he on. did not want us to say that, but like, I, yes, I, yeah. I, I think she needs, she needs that rightful, you know. Yeah, I think she, she put in the work. It was a, an astounding performance and we all fell in love with her because of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, a great season, lots of love. I even liked our little love relationships outside of it, getting yes. to see different scientists yeah. and yeah. how that worked and bring yeah. all these women to the foreground. Now, I know yes. you had some books you wanted to suggest Yeah, to so for fun summer reads for summer or just whatever. <laughs> Uh, these books were mentioned during the course of the show, and two are recommended by the executive producer, Sam Sokolow. So here it is. So two books recommended by him about Einstein is E equals MC squared by oh, yeah. David Boda- Bodanis, and then Einstein's Dreams by Alan Lightman. And then the one that I'm still reading, yes, it's wrong, long, so don't judge me, but <laughs> Einstein, His Life and Universe by Walter Isaacson and Which Genius is Based of On. Yes. And um, the last one is, the not the last one, actually, sorry, I lied. Uh, the Man Who Stalked Einstein by Bruce oh. J. Hillman and two books by his own secretary, Helen Dukas, mm. written a few years before she died, and it is called... Albert Einstein, The Human Side, and Albert Einstein, Creator and Rebel. So check those out. That's like your whole summer reading. Yes. I know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't think a while. I got this one out. So. <laughs> Good luck. Well, guys, I think that about wraps it us up for us here. Yeah. Oh. Can, I, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I'll just say that Hoover's just more than evil, and oh, it was fun yeah. to see Roosevelt. And for me, a very fun moment mm-hmm. of this sort of childlike play of Einstein and how he explains everything to the whole world is when he tells yes. Hoover, ah, well, here's relativity. If you're on hot coals, oh, a second yeah. seems like an eternity. <laughs> yeah. But if you're in bed with a lovely woman, well, then an hour passes by in a minute. Like a second. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of a fun interchange. There. It was great. And, and kudos to both of those yes. actors because yes. they really brought those characters to life. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Again, thank if you, you liked what you saw, you could Sorry, leave us, so you know, the five stars. Give us your comments. We yeah. love reading your guys in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, iTunes, thumbs up <laughs> and things. All of that stuff. We appreciate hearing from you. Our Yay! producers appreciate it. Yes. And it helps other people find us. So, you know, know, we love that. Until next season, where can they find Zach? You can find me all across social media at Zach with a C-H, Silverman 2, and at my website, thezachsilverman.com. And I always forget to mention, but I'm on another show with Joel. Yeah. Sensei, Mondays at 7 oh, o'clock. Tune in and yeah. check us out because we great. rock. <laughs> I am so sorry to have this show be over, folks. So I'm going to miss you. Please find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dinner Party CHGO, on Facebook at Elizabeth Alfano, and then, of course, all my celebrity interviews on thedinnerparty.tv. Like Elizabeth said, this is very sad, but it's also mm-hmm. a happy moment because we have our next year's genius genius coming up. Yeah. But hopefully we'll be on the panel. So my name is Louisa Sharamati, and you can find me on Instagram at Nobody Reads Anymore and on Twitter at Nobody Reads. And I'm also on the House of Cards after show Ooh. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. So tune in. 
You guys have been a wonderful panel. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Show. Wonderful. I'm so Multiple first panels here and everything. And yeah. I thought you guys brought it every week. Everybody had Elizabeth with the guests and you reading the books. You and the yeah. 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 with the science. <laughs> like, oh, it, was, it was just wonderful. So thank you guys for being Thank here. you, that was yeah. a lot thank of fun. you for being such a great uh, host. Yes. Oh, guys, go on. Um, until next season, uh, I've been Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at blackgirlnerds.com, every Wednesday at Schmoes. No, uh, currently, if you head over to Spotify, uh, I have a 45 play thing playlist track playlist uh, about my coming out story, which is told in like a neo soul kind of way. It's funky and weird, but a whole lot of fun. Um, cool. You can check it out on my Twitter or go to the Yay. Black Girl Nerds page on Spotify. Also, I have two articles up on the Mary Sue right now. Uh, one, uh, why Bill Quiz's character in the show is better than in the book. You can fight me on that. <laughs> and then uh, the other one, recenters black women and the color purple controversy that's been happening between a lot of directors. Um, so check those out. Let me know what you think. Find me on the Twitters. Until next season, we've been the Genius After Panel. This is After Buzz. See you guys next year. Bye. See you Bye. later. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. See you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.